0: T.C. Hale is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Hey, 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 hey. The start the show. Hello and welcome back to Kick It Naturally. I'm T.C. Hale and sometimes I have water. I drink it. It's delicious. So today we're going to talk about a loss of appetite. And uh, I kind of wanted to dig into this a little bit deeper. We got some questions from someone in our KIY support group, and that's our private members only support group. And I wanted to dig into this topic a little bit more because, man, sometimes these kids, they're just uh, they're having a lot of trouble you know, uh, accessing nutrients in their food and they just feel lousy and they don't want to eat anymore. And, you know, the parents uh, feel like, what's wrong with my kid? Why doesn't they, you know, just eat this stuff? Come on. Um, they don't understand what's going on. So I like to dig into this a little bit and maybe help some people out uh, to understand why someone might not want to eat and steps that you could take to make that a whole lot better. And I did this episode in our uh, private uh, members only support group and This is where people can come in and they can just ask questions when they get stuck on stuff. And and me and my coaches, you know, point them in the right direction and answer questions. And it's the membership's $9 a month and you get all this other stuff and access to the reference system. So if you guys want to check that out, you can go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash K-I-Y and you can look at that stuff. But now let's jump into my talk here where we looked into uh, loss of appetite as well as some other questions that some other folks had. So let's dive in a little bit because uh, we got a really good question um, in the group from Jody. And uh, if you guys are listening here and you have other questions you want me to chime in on, feel free to just put them in the chat box and I'll I'll get to those if, if we have time at the end. But we do have a lot to talk about this one because I want to talk about a loss of appetite. And this is something that happens a lot. And of course, somebody's, you know, trying to lose weight and they're getting all these cravings and they can't stop eating. And like, I wish I could have a loss of appetite, but you really don't, don't want that. It's like, it's really not any better because you feel lousy and then you start experiencing all these things that can come about from having deficiencies. Because when you don't feel like eating, then you don't eat and then guess what? You don't get any nutrients. So that's not really what we want either. And uh, Jody in the group posted the other day, she said, I have a daughter who's struggling with eating. She doesn't feel like eating at all at the moment. Uh, The thought of food makes her queasy. Uh, She will only eat when she's actually lightheaded because she knows that she has to. And uh, we're waiting on some general blood work at the moment. And I'm thinking, you know, how can I help? You know, would I go about testing the same as you're teaching us here in the group? And, uh, you know, it can depend. I don't like to talk a whole lot about kids just because uh, there's a lot of liability things going on with kids. But Jody ended up explaining to me that she's 19 and like, oh, that's a person. That's a person. So I, I look at a, you know, any kind of adult and even into that 15, 16 range uh, is is a, a lot of times going to have a similar physiology to what. Uh, an adult what happens sometimes a little kid you know will show a you know a faster breath rate or a faster pulse and some things will be a little bit different but once they get to be adult age yeah that's just a person let's just look at her as a person and she says that she can't eat meat it kind of comes out you know the other end looking in she eats a steak she poops a steak and uh, it kind of makes her feel ill and this is pretty much, uh, this is really common to see when someone doesn't have an appetite and isn't really hungry and uh, there's, a lot of times there's only some foods they can eat that won't make them feel completely lousy. And they're almost always going to be dealing with some type of digestive issue, whether that could be, you know, bloating or constipation or diarrhea or acid reflux or seeing undigested food in your stool you know that might not make you feel bad uh but that's a really strong sign that yeah it's not supposed to do that you're not so supposed to eat salmon and poop salmon you you, the food anything you eat should be broken down and you should just be seeing poop you don't want to see what you ate uh coming out the other side and you know there's a lot of people that'll have an issue like that with corn like corn might be really hard to break down but with most foods You don't want to see that coming out the other side. Greens, you know, vegetables and things like that. That person is not breaking their food down correctly. So that can be a real problem. And um, there's almost always going to be digestive issues. And what we're seeing uh, in a lot of these cases is that the food goes in and there's not enough stomach acid to start breaking it down. Or there's not enough bile flow to pull the nutrients out of it and really uh, cause that sizzle that really makes all the food break apart. So when either of those sides is not working, now in order for the food to break down at all, it has to rot and ferment in the system, which creates all of these, you know, gases and all this other kind of trouble. Uh, So when that happens... The body is sending a signal like, hey, don't send anything else down here. We're still trying to deal with the garbage that's in here right now. It's it's too much to handle. Uh, Just don't send anything else down here. And then that's what the person is receiving. The person is receiving, I'm not hungry. I don't want to eat anything. The thought of eating that makes me want to hurl because sometimes when the person eats something else, the body does say, yeah, we're going to send this right back where it came from. And then they hurl. So then they learn, oh, when I feel like this, I probably shouldn't eat or I'm going to hurl again. And it's just that a thing to understand about digestion is that it takes more resources to break food down, to go through that process of digestion than just about anything else that we do. So when the body is either dealing with a bunch of garbage that didn't get digested or almost any other burden it can kind of say, look, I can't deal with putting all these resources towards breaking down food right now. So just don't send anything down here. And the person will deal with these symptoms of either nausea or queasy or just not hungry and not feeling like eating anything. So you can't just talk the person into it. Like, come on, just do it. You're going to feel better if you eat something um, because their body knows that, yeah, I'm really not. I'm really not. And we're going to talk about some other symptoms that uh, Jody's, Jody's daughter was dealing with that can be the result of not having resources. So yes, eating food could provide resources to uh, make those symptoms better. But if the body's going to feel lousy the whole time, there's, there's priorities that are going on inside that body. And the body is selecting, look, I, I can't deal with that right now. So uh, you know, this is pretty common that we see this when a woman is pregnant. And, you know, a lot of people will say, well, look, there's a lot of hormonal things going on when somebody's pregnant that can make them nauseous and and all these things. Uh, but a lot of times those hormones are being triggered by the body not having the resources it needs to function correctly. And when a body is making another human, when a woman is pregnant – that's a lot of resources that go towards making this whole other human being. Like this person is going to have like opinions and thoughts and they're going to say stuff and poop on things. And I have a baby right now. That's why I'm kind of going through all the things that she does. So, you know, it, it, it takes a lot of resources to make another person. So when this woman gets pregnant... And if she was already, you know, a little bit on the low resources side, now she's really going to be low. And all these resources are going towards making sure this person. So the body's like, you know, I don't have a lot of resources to make this digestion stuff work. So why don't you just not eat? Because I can't deal with that right now. And they get that signal that I'm too nauseous to eat. And that's what happens with a lot of women. Uh, We see this more often with low resource, low blood pressure women when they get pregnant that their nausea issues are a little more magnified. And it makes sense when you look at this because even though sometimes uh, pregnant women are allowed to act like they're not human, they're still human. So you still want to look at the functions that are going on as if they're human. It's not just pregnant equals nausea, lack, uh, loss of appetite. It's not really what it is. You still got to look at the physiology that's going on because otherwise all pregnant women would have no appetite. And that's not the case. And at different stages of pregnancy, some women have a bigger appetite. Even the ones that were nauseous before, all of a sudden are having a bigger appetite now. So there's a lot of things that go on. And yes, hormones are involved, but a lot of times it's other issues that are making the body say, okay, we can't make these functions happen, so we're going to lift these hormone levels because these uh, stress hormones elevated can help us function. A little bit and by doing that it creates other symptoms like the nausea and things like that so um you know these are some other possible causes of a, a lack of appetite and uh you know a lack of bile flow can create other problems beyond just the inability to break food down we take all of our filth and everything that the liver filters out of the body it puts it in the bile and then the bile goes out the back gate out it poops it out we poop it out and um so that's how the toxins leave the body that's the body's main exit strategy for filth and if bile is too thick and sticky to flow correctly and the the filth is not being removed well now all those toxins start to accumulate and um the body's like i can't deal with all these toxins you're going to give me more stuff that's not going to digest and rot i don't want it and that's uh, a lot of those people can start losing an appetite um just from the the inability to remove filth from the body, just from the bile not flowing correctly. So let's dig a little bit into uh, more into what uh, Jody's talking about with her daughter, and we'll go through some of the things that we talked about in the K I Y group. And she says that uh, you know she's definitely wanting to improve this because it's causing a whole host of other issues, i.e., you know mentally and anxiety, and she's fight or flight all the time. Um, and she says this makes sense from what she's uh, hearing us talk about and yeah it really does make a lot of sense this fight or flight state uh, we call it the sympathetic state we have a sympathetic state and a parasympathetic state and this sympathetic state uh, stress in your life can magnify that state but also stress in your body can magnify that state And if there's not enough resources for the body to function, that's stressful. Think of it like you're trying to pay $800 worth of bills with 9 bucks. You know, that's a stressful situation. And that's what the body's going through when digestion's not working well enough to pull resources out of the food that you're eating. Your body needs the stuff in that food. It doesn't need a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It needs to be able to break down a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to access vitamins, minerals. Fats, uh, amino acids, all of those things, all the cofactors for those things as well that the body needs. So when that's not working, the body doesn't have the resources it needs, and it's like, okay, I'm going to raise these stress hormones because these stress hormones can help some of my functions uh, complete without actual nutrient resources. So we see estrogen levels go up, and these other stress hormones go up, and they can push the person more into that fight-or-flight state so you can say can you pass me the butter and you experience that you're getting screamed at like like you killed the the kid's puppy or something you know there's just an exaggeration of everything that they experience is magnified by 10 as if they were experiencing some huge stress in their life you know somebody's Opening a new restaurant, it's a very stressful time. All these things are going on. They're trying to get everything done by a deadline and they snap and yell at you. Well, you understand that. It's like, ah, well, they're dealing with a stressful time. Well, they snap because this stress is pushing them into this fight or flight state that doesn't allow them to have the patience that they might have. Well, why is that different if a person maybe doesn't have stress in their life, but they have stress in their body? The physiology is still the same. But since we don't understand what that person is going through, all of a sudden they're a jerk, you know? So we just need to kind of have a little more patience and understand what's going on with somebody who's dealing with issues like this because to them, it's just as stressful as opening a, a restaurant or buying a house or any of those things that really stress us out. Living in a pandemic having a baby in a pandemic that was my best idea that i could come up with this year hey I mean, let's have a baby in the middle of a pandemic that was just not a good idea so what we're looking at here is um her daughter is experiencing a lot of other symptoms that are the result of this and a lot of people might view it as well she just has a lot of things wrong with her they don't, might not even understand uh that they are all going together and they're related now jody seems to understand this um uh now but not every not everybody does and some people think that their kid just wants to be shut in their room all day and that's just the kind of kid that it is but a lot of times these mental and emotional issues are being created by a lack of resources you know the body needs minerals in order from signals to travel from the body to the brain and then from the brain back to the body and when those minerals aren't there the travels the signals don't travel And they can get a little bit lost and they drop off and then the person can feel uh, depressed and and anxious and uh, deal with, um, you know, bipolar type issues and all this stuff. So when we're looking at this, especially with anxiety, you know, there's more than one cause for anxiety. Sometimes uh, anxiety is more about what we call an anabolic imbalance. Um, and uh, we teach about this in our our four-week digestion course. It's it's a 50-cent course. You can get it at kickitnaturally.com, and we teach how to look at your own physiology so you can see if some of these imbalances are going on. But with this anabolic imbalance, um, the body makes too much lactic acid and that can create anxiety. But anxiety can also come from a lack of resources. And those are the two issues where we most commonly see anxiety. And I don't know where uh, Jody's daughter is. She may be leaning anabolic. We don't really know her, her chemistry, so we don't know. That's a possibility. Um, but we do know that our resources are low. And we asked uh, uh, Jody to check her blood pressure. I'm over here. And uh, she says that two hours after eating, which is when we like to look at blood pressure, at least two hours after eating, but not first thing in the morning. And her daughter's blood pressure was 98 over 69. So that's, that's not human. That's a low blood pressure. And a lot of people don't even know that problems can come from low blood pressure. But low blood pressure tells us that See that systolic number, which is the top number, no lower than one fourteen, so ninety eight is a lot lower than one fourteen where you're like, well, no, that's sixteen lower, but in a scale of a of looking at blood pressure, that's a significantly lower blood pressure we when somebody doesn't even have triple digits, they're usually going to be experiencing some type of symptom that makes them feel a little bit less than human at least um some of the time so with these things now this is what we like we like to see things that make sense because now in this loss of appetite we're no longer going to say well maybe it's just in her head you know we we never say that anyways because it just usually never is in somebody's head there's usually actual physiology that's creating problems but now everything makes sense because we look at the fact that when she eats food that she poops that same food That's a pretty big sign that you're not uh, breaking that food down. And I I don't know any other digestive issues that she's experiencing. Uh, I think she said that she experiences reflux if she has uh, liquid sugars, which makes sense uh, because that liquid sugars can sometimes activate bacteria that's in your stomach. And then that creates more gases and pushes pressure and then it makes food come back up. And usually someone will only have a bacterial overgrowth in their stomach if they don't have enough stomach acid. If they have enough stomach acid, then they're going to kill all the bacteria as it comes in on the food and however it comes in. Because bacteria is coming into our body. It's just happening. So when we have enough stomach acid, it'll fry it up. And it can't get into the system, into the digestive system, and come into the body and say, let's let's have a good time. So uh, those are all really strong signs that Uh, someone doesn't have enough stomach acid to break food down. And, you know, what's interesting is that we need minerals in order to make that HCL that is our stomach acid. That's how we break the food down. We need minerals to make that. But if we don't have enough stomach acid, then we can't break the food down and pull the minerals out of it. So is it any wonder that somebody can get stuck in this cycle for years or decades? That happens all the time. So we teach people in our digestion course how to Um, use supplements to kind of synthesize digestion so that you can break your food down, pull off enough resources from that food so that your body can start taking over the process um, on its own eventually. For some people, that takes longer than other people. If you want to learn how to look at your own chemistry to get a better idea of how your unique body is operating, sign up for our KIY or Kick It Yourself membership. Not only do you gain access to our 4-week digestion course and our 12-week flagship Kick Your Fat Course that normally sells for $129, you also get free shipping at naturalreference.com. Restrictions apply but since the membership is only $9 a month it can pay for itself. You'll also have access to a reference system like you've never seen before and a members-only private support group where you can get feedback from coaches I've trained and I even show up to do live Q&A videos on a monthly basis. To see more features and sign up, go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash K-I-Y. That's K-I-Y. Okay, so um, when we see all these things that align then we say, okay, well, these mental and emotional issues that she's experiencing make sense just because her blood pressure is so low and there's not enough resources for her brain to be getting fuel and for her brain to be communicating properly with the body. So she's not going to feel right as a human being. She's not going to function right. Um, if she wasn't experiencing mood issues or Um, you know, anxiety or some type of issue like that, I'd be like, wow, something's working really well to make up for this really low blood pressure. Because with blood pressure that low, a lot of times you're going to see at least something going on. And you never know what symptoms somebody's going to get. Same with digestive symptoms. Not everybody experiences all of them. But if you have one of them, then that's enough of an indication that at least something with digestion is not going well enough to really pull all the, the nutrients out of the food that you're eating. Okay, let's look into what else uh, we say here. Uh, Jody says that she wants to go slowly, so not to agitate her system more. And and you know what? It's really a a decent idea, so to speak, because a lot of times, uh, you know, if you look at a clear glass of water, if you put like a drop of food coloring in it, then all of a sudden all this craziness goes on. You can see all the craziness going on in there, but you have muddy water. If you put food coloring in there, it doesn't do anything. You don't see any kind of change. And a lot of times, if someone's blood pressure is really low and they just don't have a lot in their system, you put anything in there and it can really kind of make some things go crazy. So starting off slow is always fine. Uh, She says, I'm thinking of starting beat flow for a week first and kind of get things rolling. Uh, I'm concerned if she doesn't have much food in her stomach, should I be giving her HCL or maybe start with some digestive enzymes first? Uh, and encouraging her to increase water intake with Himalayan salt. I appreciate any thoughts. So, you know, another thing, we want to be careful with water. Uh, you're doing the right thing with the Himalayan salt in there because now you're putting some mineral in the water. Because when somebody's blood pressure is low, we have a time for people like, oh, my you know, doctor said to drink a lot more water. And it's true that a lot of people need more water. But sometimes they don't qualify to drink more water because drinking a lot of water is just going to make the wash out more mineral out of the body. It's going to wash out filth too, but it's also going to wash out mineral. And then blood pressure is going to go even lower. So the person, you know, all of a sudden even water isn't healthy for everybody if you look at it the right way. Now, certainly she's going to drink some water, but we just don't want to increase it a whole lot without taking other steps to lift minerals as well. So putting the sea salt in there is great, but a lot of times if someone drinks too much water with too much salt, um, the chloride in there and stuff can kind of make the stool loosen up. And if they're going to start having diarrhea with already low mineral levels, that's going to make that worse too, because now all the food is screaming through their system and it's, nothing's getting assimilated and absorbed. So you just got to kind of watch what you're doing uh, with that. Um, enzymes is an okay idea uh but you know you also want someone to see improvement and you know the the digestive enzyme we use uh, from empirical labs is called digestzyme and you can get it on naturalreference.com and that enzyme has a very very small dose of hcl in it and hcl is what our stomach makes it's hydrochloric acid that's the acid that it makes to break down proteins and kind of start acidifying our food so that's very crucial so the digestive enzyme digest enzyme that we use has a very small dose of hcl just to give a person a little boost so that might be something that could be a good way to start uh, but you really only want to use those things when she has some type of protein you don't want to use any kind of hcl or something if someone is just eating carbs and a lot of time when when people are not breaking down food correctly they'll kind of gravitate towards eating more carbs. And, you know, eventually that can lead to weight gain issues. But they're doing that because it makes them feel better because the carbs, especially the processed carbs, are easier to break down and turn that into glucose and give the body a a fuel source. So they'll kind of gravitate towards these carbs because they feel better when they eat them. And the problem is is that especially if they eat a lot of carbs or carbs that are really going to spike, you know, blood sugar and spike insulin, then they'll get those uh, blood sugar spikes and then the heart crashes. And when blood sugar crashes, it goes even lower than it would have been if the person didn't eat anything at all. So it's in those crashes that we see a lot of major problems, major depression and anxiety and, you know, even uh, seizures and stuff like that for people that have low minerals. Um, it's minerals and sugars both going low at the same time that can trigger uh, seizures for some people. So we want to be careful with that. And if we can get them to start eating some protein with those carbs, then the protein will slow how quickly those carbs hit the system and it won't create such a big spike and crash. Um, So to add more protein, though, you really got to help the person digest it or they just can't do it. So... Uh, we have an episode of kick it naturally. It's called trouble starting HCL. So if a person experiences any symptoms when they first start using HCL, like maybe they get magnified acid reflux or maybe they're getting reflux now and they never had it or, or loose stools or magnified bloating or any of that kind of stuff, listen to that episode and it kind of walks you through what's going on. Cause a lot of times those symptoms don't mean, Oh, HCL is not right for me. It means, oh, I really need this HCL so badly that as I start to use small amounts, it's creating this uh, reaction with all of the... It's usually alkaline waste from bacteria in the stomach that's making the stomach very alkaline. So when you put acid into something that's very alkaline, it's like mixing vinegar with baking soda and you get this like crazy fizzly uh, mess. And uh, the person feels really lousy or has these other symptoms and such. Um, so that's something that we kind of have to watch out for, but <clears throat> you want the person to do something that's going to make them feel better. And just using a digest enzyme is probably not going to be enough to make her feel better. It could be a first step that you, maybe you do for a day or two just to do something. Um, but the person's probably going to need HCL to really do it. And, and sometimes if a person's showing a lot of signs of a bacterial overgrowth in the stomach and, if a person's eating something and pooping the same thing, there's almost a 99% chance they're going to have a bacterial overgrowth in the stomach because with no stomach acid, you're inviting bugs to come in and they will. There's just too many in our world. And um, so it can sometimes be effective to try D-limonene in the morning. And this is basically an orange peel extract that is effective at wiping out bacteria in the stomach. So if you use a did a dose every other morning... Um, for, you know, four or five doses, it might help wipe out enough of the bacteria that then starting HCL wouldn't create that as much of a fizzy mess, and uh, they might have a little easier time starting that. Okay, let's see what else. Uh, Jody says, during the week leading up to and the the actual week of the period, very severe cramping um, and foul poop and feels like this... Uh, All the time is when everything seems to want to kind of get out. Really bad PMS, angry, depressed, disassociated from people. Um, All other times can't concentrate and fuzzy in the head, always forgetful, struggles to go to sleep, wakes often, therefore stays in bed till noon. So all these things are kind of normal. You know, menstrual cramps, uh, that was one of the first books that I wrote was on menstrual cramps. And a lot of that is about not having enough, minerals at the tissue level that those um, tissues contract and they can't relax and it makes those cramps a lot worse and when you can lift the mineral levels and get more calcium down to the tissues where it's supposed to be then all of a sudden everything is a whole lot better Uh, so all these things make sense for someone who has this type of blood pressure and isn't digesting their food Uh, getting dizzy spells dizzy spells is all about the signals not being able to travel through the minerals enough So when the signals can't travel, we can have dizzy spells or, you know, some people get depressed or mood swings and don't want to be around people and and all that stuff. So, um, let's see. Everything here is making a lot of sense. Anxiety through the roof, fight or flight all the time. And can I explain the difference between HCL and digestive enzymes? Yeah, so enzymes are something that we have in our body that helps us break down Uh, foods even more. And a lot of times uh, enzymes are also in food and they help us break down the food that they're in. But when we cook the food, we kill most of those enzymes. Uh, So uh, by the time somebody is an adult, they usually need to be uh, supplementing with some type of digestive enzyme. But digestive enzymes are not enough to fully digest your food. It's just another layer that helps out and a person really needs to have stomach acid to start digesting their food correctly so you can't just use one or the other Um, if a person doesn't if their body is not producing HCL they need to supplement with it or if it's not producing enough HCL Um, and if you're uh, eating any type of cooked food uh, then you're probably not getting as much of the enzymes that you need and you should be uh, supplementing with some digestive enzyme at least some other time so with an approach like this, uh, there might be a lot of work to do. You might need to take some other steps to lift uh, mineral levels. Sometimes bone broth can be excellent here because you cook it in this you know, slow heat for days and that is pulling nutrients out of everything that's in that broth, all the bones as well as vegetables and whatever else you put in there, and, you know, salt, all those kind of things. It's making all those nutrients easier for the body to assimilate and then you drink them in liquid form and they go right in. So something like bone broth can be excellent for a person uh, that's dealing with these types of issues, um, but they just have to be able to get it down, really, because, you know, there's fats in bone broth and if someone's bile is not flowing, they can't assimilate those fats. And, you know, so starting off with a beet flow, like you talked about, is an excellent first step because it's a little more gentle. And help the person get their bile moving a little bit so that at least that side of digestion is going and then you would start in adding in the HCL or, or the enzymes and then the HCL after that so that's a pretty good idea to do um, but just know that this person is likely going to feel a little bit better and then a little bit worse No, oh, this is really working better but now this is worse And there's gonna be ups and downs in there and um, she's gonna have to be willing to do the work to fix these issues and I would tell her to actually go through the digestion course herself so she she at least understands the goals of what she's trying to do and the way that her body's supposed to be working. And a lot of times people are willing to do the work when they learn that, oh, I'm not just a circus freak. It's not I don't have just these personality issues. These are real physiological issues that are being created by malfunctions in the body. And when someone understands that, they can be a little bit more willing. Uh, to do the work to try and, and help them. Um, so at least one of these issues is pretty common when someone has a poor appetite. And when you take the steps to give the body more resources to digest better, uh, then the appetite picks up. And a lot of times these people will be like, holy mackerel, I'm starving now. Because the body is now digesting food correctly pulling nutrients out and the body's like yeah this is what we wanted give me more of this give me more of this stuff right now and the person is like a ravenous for days and that's okay it's it's a good sign go ahead and eat um and uh, give your body what it needs allow those uh reserves to be built back up and then your appetite will not be so strong and you just get to be a, a normal human so that's kind of what we're looking for we're looking for a normal human okay I've got some questions coming here um, let's see Amy is uh, my question aside from improving digestion in general with HCL B enzymes is there anything else that one can do to increase appetite ie specific foods to eat supplements to try although I don't really have a loss of appetite I generally have to force myself to eat more than I really want to given my low blood pressure and mineral <clears throat> resources and that's a good question and uh, sometimes it's about when you can't get the minerals uh, in the system enough, and a lot of people will pee out minerals as fast as you put them in, uh, and uh, especially as if insulin starts to go low, if they reduce their carbs and such, uh, insulin can go lower, and then they'll pee out more minerals. So we like to see people like you know put mineral drops in their water, as well as use a, a high quality sea salt, and then use supplements to to break their food down better. So there's a lot of steps that you can take, bone broth, you know, collagen, all these kind of things can help lift uh, resources. But sometimes it can help to just supply a little more carbs. And we use like medium carb foods like, you know, sweet potatoes and butternut squash, maybe some Brussels sprouts and a lot of these vegetables that have a little bit higher carbs, but they're not so high that they're going to create the huge spike and crash that like, a, you know, like a white potato might or something. A sweet potato is, is a little less than those carbs. So when you give yourself, your body, this fuel source and give the body another uh, option to use and when mineral levels are low, then that can sometimes help you feel a little bit better about eating a little bit more or increase appetite over a little bit... Uh, uh, taking that. okay, you're welcome, Jody. Jody's taking lots of notes, and you know, if other questions come up uh, for you for those in the KIY, you can just post questions afterwards, and then I'll see those and come back and we'll dig into those things a little bit more as well. But Amy, yeah, so not only would the carbs give your body another bit of a resource, you know, to kind of use, but it would also make your insulin levels go a little bit higher. And, you know, and high insulin is what causes the body to store fat. And so people don't want to keep their insulin high all the time. But if you can use some of these medium carbs to make insulin go a little bit higher, a little more often, then that may also slow the rate at which your body's peeing out minerals and end up giving the body more minerals to use for um, digestion. And therefore, it may send send more of a signal of, oh, yeah, go ahead and keep putting some stuff in here because I'm liking this and... I have the resources to handle it so go ahead and eat some more hope that makes sense okay let's look at uh, another question I think I have time to hit another question here Sonny says so I'm still dealing with constipation I broke out in a rash and then it became a staph infection well that's not what you want that's not what you want to happen so now I'm on antibiotics and a cream and soap and the the bumpy rash has abated but uh, I'm at a weight loss stall and the antibiotics will probably lead to a yeast problem and a lot of times that is the case because the antibiotics will wipe out a lot of the good bacteria that is helping keep yeast in check. So that is common to see after someone uses antibiotics. So you really just want to, uh, for you know, two or three weeks after you're done with the antibiotics, try to use some type of probiotics. Maybe eat some uh, you know, more fermented foods in that two-week period too. Maybe some yogurt and some sauerkraut kind of things, along with taking just some type of probiotic um, to kind of replenish that a little bit. And uh, she also says, other than that, I feel pretty good considering all the um, teeming infection going on in my body. I just started d hoping that will help kill off uh, demons in my gut. What do you think? So, uh, you know, a staph infection is often something that that we uh, come upon in the world or in our environment and it, on our skin or however we uh, come in contact with that. Um, And D-limonene is really good at wiping out bacteria in our stomach, and it's not really going to do much for a staph infection type thing. But, you know, there's also people who feel like any type of burden that you can remove from the body's immune system can help the body's immune system deal with other things. And a lot of times, you know, someone might get a staph infection if their immune system is busy dealing with other issues. You know, I've heard people say that, you know, even if you have a fungal toe and toenail infection, that... You want to get that handled because it's it's occupying your immune system to deal with a toenail infection, and I I, I buy into that logic and I think that that's valid. I don't know uh, it's I don't think you need need to call 911 or anything if you have toenail fungus, but um, you know this is the idea of give your body what it needs to do the job that it's supposed to do, and so if you have some type of bacterial overgrowth in the stomach and it's, you know, now you have SIBO down your small intestines too because it's moving its way down into the, your other intestinal tracts, then taking steps to wipe that out and improve that could allow some immune system function to be freed up by the body to deal with other issues. So I think that's an okay thing to do. I just don't want you to think that d is going to, you know, take care of a, a skin infection type thing or block the body's ability to get a skin infection. Um, so you might want to look at some other things going on, you know, and D-limonene and is great if a person's bloating or having reflux or, or they are constipated like Sunny says that she is. So I think that that is a good step for you, especially if you're still constipated um, because you may be taking HCL, you may be taking some magnesium to improve that constipation. But if the alkaline waste coming from bacteria is so significant that you put in 5-HCL in your stomach and that alkaline waste will neutralize that acid so much that it might only be as effective as, you know, one HCL or none even. So if d can wipe out that bacteria, then now the bacteria is no longer making the stomach so alkaline. It's not such an alkaline environment. And those 5-HCL can be as effective as 5-HCL, which is what we feel the human body is supposed to make on its own, the equivalent of about 5-HCL capsules, of the capsules that we use from empirical labs. Some people use different milligrams and such. But, um, so, just know that if you're taking these steps and you're still constipated, it's not that you're broken or it's it's not that you haven't taken the right steps, it's that you haven't taken enough of the right steps for you. And that can be different for every person. If... If the uh, bacterial overgrowth that you have in your stomach or in your small intestine is, is significant, like if you have an H. pylorian infection or some other bacterial or fungal issue that is uh, as significant as that, then delimining is not going to be enough to wipe that out. It's It, it could help, um, it could improve things, but it, it's not going to be enough to wipe that out. Uh, if you go to... Uh, kickitinthenuts.com and search for pylori in the search thing. You'll see my blog about H. pylori and, and all the things that we use when someone has a, a significant infection like that. They have to use a lot of things at once to really wipe that out. And so delaminin seems like that would be a good step to try next and see how that goes. But if it's not enough, you might need to uh, up your game a little bit um, because if you're using 5-HCL and you're taking some magnesium that could be improving an anabolic imbalance and and now the body is able to send more water to the bowels so that the stool can move then um, things should be working so if they're not there's some other problems there's some other things that are either pushing an anabolic imbalance more severe or uh, making those HCl not effective so you might need to use some ascorbic acid to help acidify the stool a little um, you might need to take further steps to wipe out the bacterial infection. So just know that you're not broken. You just may need a little more effort. So don't, don't, uh, don't feel like you're broken. Just be willing to put in more work. You've shown enough improvements to show yourself. Oh look, I can do things and I can make stuff better. So just know that you prove that to yourself. So be willing to continue to take other steps. Okay. Other questions coming in here. I think I can handle this. Lisa says, "What does it mean if my body violently reacted?" to one bile flow capsule. Well, Lisa, if, uh, if you, it depends on whether you're taking ox bile or if you're talking about beet flow and you just did that other thing. So ox bile, if you're taking ox bile, ox bile is very alkaline. And uh, we have people use that that have lost their gallbladder because the gallbladder is no longer you know, storing that bile that helps us digest. So if you take an ox bile then you're making the stomach more alkaline. It needs to be taken very far away from food or it's going to magnify any kind of bloating situation and all that kind of stuff. Now, if you're talking about beet flow, <clears throat> okay, she just say, says it's beet flow. So this is really rare, but we do see this. And what happens is a lot of times bile has been backed up for decades. Like when you understand all the things in our world that can uh, restrict bile from flowing correctly, then a lot of people have had their bile backed up for a really long time, which means the body has had an inability to remove filth and it's backing up in the system. So, and she has no gallbladder. Um, So yeah, so when you've lost your gallbladder, that's you Pretty much your bile was backed up to the point that it, when it kept concentrating, because that's what the gallbladder does, it concentrates our bile to make it more effective. So when it drops down on the stomach acid, it neutralizes it, and then we get to use all the bile to emulsify our fats so that we can use those fats. It does a lot of, a lot of happy things for us. But it concentrates it. So if things in our life, like stress, elevated stress, elevated stress, hormones, birth control, all these kind of different things, a catabolic imbalance, all these things that cause the bile to slow down, when it slows down too much, now this concentration uh, function turns the bile into stones. And then we have gallstones, and the doctor says, why don't we just yank it out? The gallbladder doesn't do anything anyways. So usually what got yanked out uh, due to things not flowing correctly. And what's really scary is that uh, they take out the gallbladder, but the bile was so backed up that it was backed up into that biliary pathway that goes up to the liver where the bile is, is coming from. And so they take out the gallbladder, but the bile is still not flowing. So the liver filters out junk, but there's no exit strategy. So a person can start taking beet flow, which has a lot of beet greens in it. Uh, A beet root capsule will not do the same thing. It doesn't help. It has to be the concentrated beet greens juice. So when a person takes this and starts to get the bile moving, too many toxins can come out at once. And the body's like, I don't even know what to do with this. And the person um, will have these crazy rashes uh, or or, uh, they'll be completely nauseous or throw up and... Um, it's just the body saying, I can't handle this level of toxicity being removed from the body at once. And I'm going to take these steps. I'm going to push it out through the skin. I'm going to make you throw up and get this out of here or do whatever kind of reaction it needs. Um, and that's kind of what happens. So for most of these people, if they slow things down and they may need to really slow it down, like they may need to open up a beat flow capsule dump 80% of it out and just take like 20% of the powder and then just take it that little bit at a time and allow your body to slowly get the bile moving. And maybe you increase water intake a little bit if you qualify to do that and help the body wash out some of these toxins as the the bile starts to push it out of the system. Now, it's possible to uh, to have created some type of allergy or food sensitivity to something in anything any kind of capsule or any food or anything uh, that's definitely possible but with most people who have a reaction like this if they start off very slow and just build up slowly then they end up being fine and and they can end up taking a, a full dose of beet flow and even do beet flow flushes and get bile moving and improve all those things so that's worth trying that out but as long as you understand what that reaction was and You know, maybe you're drinking a little more water when you do that and just starting off a lot slower and see how you do. If not, you might need to take steps like um, using a Xenoplex coffee suppository, which this is, uh, it doesn't really thin the bile as well as uh, a beet flow would, but it can dilate that biliary pathway a little bit. And sometimes that can let some blocked up things move out. So it's just opening up the pathway more for things that can move. This is what we do with people that have the most severe backed up bile flow is we'll have them do what we call a beet flow flush where they'll take four beet flow capsules every 30 minutes for two hours. That's one day. And then the next day they'll do a Xenoplex coffee suppository. And then that's like the most effective combo because you're thinning the bile and then you're opening up that biliary pathway so things can start moving out again. So that's a, you won't have to graduate to that level if one beat flow capsule is making your body have a reaction. You'll have to start off a lot slower and just work your way up and let the body start clearing out some of that uh, junk as well. So just kind of test that out. But if it doesn't work, you could try the Xenoplex harvest Suppository and see if that helps you out. But without a gallbladder, you'll end up using more of the ox bile situation where you're using oxbile away from the food. And if you haven't, you know, go through our digestion course. And uh, we have a whole page for those who've lost their gallbladder telling them how to use oxbile the right way and how to adjust the timing. Because most people have to tweak things a little bit with oxbile. It's not a, a one-size-fits-all uh, formula there, Lisa. It, it, you really got to tweak some things and, and uh, figure out what's going to work well for you as far as the timing and the dose and do you need HCL, all those kind of things. So all those videos will walk you through that And help you out. But man, we covered a whole bunch of stuff today. And thank you guys for coming in and asking questions. That was a lot of fun. And Jody, let us know what happens um, with your daughter and how she's doing. And if you guys uh, get stuck um, with, you know, loss of appetite issues, you know, listen to this a few times. Sometimes it's easy to, you know, I don't know if you notice that I ramble a little bit, but you can miss things. So go back and listen again and uh, really soak this in to figure out what's going to help you uh, improve all that stuff. Okay, we will talk to you guys soon. Okay, I hope that helped. If you guys have other topics for me to cover, just go to kickitnaturally.com and click on Contact Us and let me know what other topics I need to dig into and uh, talk about on an upcoming episode. And if you want to check out the KIY membership so you can be there when we're doing other live uh, videos and ask questions as we do them, then just go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash KIY. Okay, we'll see you guys soon.